This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Vet Candy's podcast in other news, a podcast to expand your idea of what is impacting the veterinary world, veterinarians, and all animal care professionals as humans. We are your co-hosts, Dr. Jen and Dr. Jason Chatfield. If you are not yet a Vet Candy subscriber, why not? Why not? Please subscribe for free today at myvetcandy.com. You can also reach us at Jen at myvetcandy.com. Or the more important email, jason at myvetcandy.com. Great. Now, our topic today is poultry medicine. In other news, the rise of the urban chicken continues. Dum, dum, dum. That's right. So, news hounds out there listening, you can thank your fellow news hound, Frances Faulkner, for suggesting this. Uh, she wrote into us. And uh, made a couple of topic suggestions that we loved. And this was one in particular that we really wanted to cluck about because we love chickens. And I hope, Francis, you're enjoying that vet candy yoga mat that we shipped out to you. I hope you'll uh, enjoy this podcast. Joining us today, we have the world-renowned poultry medicine expert, my friend, Dr. Karen Grogan. Welcome, Dr. Grogan, to In Other News. Thank you, Doctors Chatfield. Doctors Chatfield, that's excellent. Okay, never heard that before. That's right. Yeah. Two points to you. Oh, <laughs> yay! So, uh, wait, full hold disclosure. on. Jen, yeah. Jen didn't tell you we keep score on this podcast. Right now, you got two points. Jen two has points. negative four. I'm negative gonna, four. I'm gonna keep racking them right. up just okay. to remember. Yes. So if I had a buzzer, all of you know I'd be hitting it right now. So, uh, and I will, uh, in full disclosure and transparency to you out there, news hounds, Dr. Grogan and I uh, became friends because we were both selected as AVMA future leaders. And if you remember Dr. Doug Kratt, who is also a friend of the podcast, we were all together as future leaders. So you can imagine the great time that we had. And this afternoon, we're going to have a good time chatting um, with Karen about everything um, chicken. So, um, so let's get started. Let's get started. So is, wait, I mean, wait, what, wait, what? wait, you know me, I got to chime in. I can't really talk for too long. All right. What, so what, can what, we start what? off with a story? We got to start off with a story, right? Why what do we like story? chicken so much? Why, why do you like chicken so much? Why do I like chicken? So no, much? Jen. Why did Jen like? Jen, Jen been told oh. you that Jen, when she was, I have, I have some stuff on her, right? So when she <laughs> was a young, a young child, she, we used to have silky chickens. Just set. Are set you implying I'm now old? Yes, we used to have silky They're chickens. So old, You're yeah. older, right? Older. All right. Her. So we Her. used to have silky chickens growing up, and Jen, being the the wonderful animal lover that she always was, would have she had a silky chicken. She would get up in the morning and go grab or otherwise hold said silky chicken and walk around with it like it was her doll instead of having a regular doll she had a chicken doll that's what she did all day long and in fact if you ask my mother she would tell you that it was nearly impossible to get Jen to put the silky chicken back where it belonged so it could lay some eggs no she wanted to take it to bed with her every single night so she has had a love of chickens for a very very long time so that is my that is my introduction to the world of chickens as it pertains to Dr. Jen. That's a great story. <laughs> I know. Who knew you love chickens that much? I know, but tell us why you got into working with chickens, Karen. Mm. 
So actually, I started out as an animal science major, and I was a I showed horses, so I was going to be a large animal vet. Committed, yeah. I was going to you know drive around in my truck and save cattle and horses. <laughs> and and then I took one. It was an introduction to poultry science class, and it was taught by Dr. Carm Parkhurst at NC State. He actually just recently passed away, but his oh. class inspired me to look at different species. I wasn't just limited to what I knew. And Mm -hmm. he actually helped me get an internship with a turkey company in North Carolina. And that's how I got started. They had a staff veterinarian, Uh uh, Dr. David Reeves. And that was my first exposure to what we term kind of food animal production medicine. So yes. And so then my vet school, all through vet school, I was into beef cattle and swan and poultry. And then I got to the end and had some other mentors that had probably more colorful language to say that I needed to pick poultry. You know, I couldn't keep doing all these different things. I had to find my, I had to commit. That's right. Yes, that's right. So so today we want to explore a little bit that the rise of the urban chicken, right? There really has been a rise, hasn't there? It's a thing. There's a definite definite rise. And a lot of that is contributed to what we call the locavore food movement. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. People want their food that comes from their backyard. They want eggs that they go out and gather every day. They want greens that are grown by their neighbor down the street. They want milk that's from the dairy down the road. And having chickens is is part of the romance, I think, of that idea. And then here comes the reality of the rooster that crows when the sun <laughs> comes up. And <laughs> hens don't stop laying eggs. And you get five hens and you get five eggs a day. Most people don't eat five eggs a day. And then all no. of a sudden your chickens multiply because they have chicks. And because you didn't realize you could get eggs without a rooster. So then they have <laughs> lots of chickens and then they don't know what to do with them. Wait, so. you mean you mean if you have a rooster and a hen, they'll multiply? They do. Yes. <laughs> that was probably that was probably <laughs> junior year of vet school before he got to that that level of knowledge. <laughs> Rocket science and chicken oh, medicine people. So, Jason, you had a recent experience with the urban chicken and the rooster, didn't you? I, I don't know what you're talking Yes, with the rooster, but I'm still in the, listen, I am in the urban chicken situation. Let's just call it that, all right? I have, I've had as many as five of these things, and I live, uh, you know, in a house in suburbia with chickens yeah. in the bathroom. For the, it's funny, right? My, my wife's a veterinarian, and I'm a veterinarian, and we love it. And she, she, it's the same reason. She wants to have chickens. A, she likes them. They're cute or whatever. And, but she wants eggs. And so we had a rooster and heaven forbid that rooster started crowing. We didn't know we had a rooster. It's really, I'm going right. to, it's really it's, hard to tell. And they're little what they when are. You're little, you got to <laughs> so, wait. So we waited and, he, and sure enough, we had three, uh, three chickens, I guess. Yeah. And uh, two of them uh, were roosters. So we had to move them on to the farm. Yeah. Uh, but now we have two, now we have two hens and they're great. And they lay eggs and we love it. And it's fantastic. Yeah. So we are part of the urban chicken movement. For sure. You know, but you know what? You don't have to wait. We went to elementary school, uh, well, all the way up through high school, with a kid, Marcus Hotter John I. Do you remember him, Jason, from San Marcos? How could I forget Hotter John I? I've never met but right? one of those. And his, his 
grandfather was actually by trade a chicken sexer. Yes. And it's like how fast as the chicks came by in the conveyor belt and how fast and how accurate could you sex the chicks, sex the chicks. and pull out the males? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, okay, right? I, I, I forgot to mention that I, I called Marcus Hadarjana's grandfather and he was not available. So we just had to go with it and cross our fingers. <laughs> you, so. you just had to cross your fingers at the house in suburbia. Yeah, yep. so, in suburbia. And we, so, we, we didn't luck out. We were, we were one for three. And okay. Karen... So I have a question because a lot of times we see this because we're seeing more and more of this as you go to veterinary continuing education conferences. Absolutely. There's almost always now a poultry medicine track having to do with backyard chicken problems yeah. and issues. What is, in your experience, kind of the most common mistake that people might make when they set out to have some chickens and use them, you know, to get enough fresh eggs for their family or whatever. What's kind of the most common mistake that might lead them to call a veterinarian? Two things. One is nutrition. Most people think, oh, I'm just going to feed them table scraps and they're going to be perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. I did it's not like that mistake. And they're going right. to eat bugs. It's not a goat. It's a chicken. It's chicken. <laughs> They need some minerals and they need some vitamins. And so you should really go buy feed at the feed store. And then the second thing is trauma, meaning they don't keep their chickens cooped up. I didn't realize my dog would go after the chickens. Oh, like, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. So they don't realize their, you know, pets are mm -hmm. still, you know, predators. Hunters. Yes. Yeah. Hunters. Yeah. Your dog will come after your chickens. Especially so a husky. <laughs> but wait, don't crush me. On the interweb, okay? Everybody know I love huskies, but huskies will go after stuff. <laughs> yes. They're a lot, your Labrador retriever or your yes. golden retriever will go after your chicken. They will. Yes. And they then get, I think that the other thing is, you know, people, the other thing I, mistake I see people is they don't respect the boundaries of the chicken coop and their house. And we have some pretty important bacteria that can be carried from the chickens to your, especially your children. Like I see people with their little kids and their kids are kissing the chicks and the chickens and let's just put some lines, keep the chickens outside. Yes. Yes. Karen, but they make like, fantastic pictures. footwear for the chickens and we need a little bit of basic biosecurity. So you're saying my mom was right to make me throw that silky chicken back in the chicken coop at night? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Mama was right. That's right. Mama, as we continue to learn that, don't we? And, and, um, news hounds, Karen is a mom and, uh, she has a, a wonderful term. Um, that she, I think, I think you coined this one, didn't you? Uh, yeah. My daughter coined the term actually. She did. Okay. You want to share it with our, with our listeners? Yeah. yeah I, actually, there's a YouTube video out there floating about that. We all had to do these videos as AVMA future leaders. And yes. I use this term in my video. So somewhere out there, you could search the interweb and find it. But my daughter called me the mominarian because <laughs> I'm a mom and a veterinarian and she put the two words together and, and she was probably about, she was six or seven at the time. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that's actually really funny. Well, let's go back to the kids and chicken, because I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but I have three have kids. kids and I have three kids <laughs> and I got lots of pictures of them kissing the birds. What's going on? You told me it's bad. It's terrible. I don't want to be misrepresenting the situation here. So what could go wrong? Like, what's the situation? Is there really some bad things that could, uh, they could get? Yes. So the, the main thing that we know that chickens are a source, and there's actually a pretty good CDC paper on this, is they carry salmonella. 
and several species of salmonella. Usually the most concerning one is uh, something called salmonella enteritis, and it's shed in their fecal material that unfortunately kind of gets everywhere. Everywhere. Um, everywhere. <laughs> they poop everywhere. I mean, um, So, yeah, so... I really recommend like if you have chickens or like you have dedicated footwear that you and your kids have that you wear to go out to clean the coops and feed the chickens, Wait, gather the what? eggs. What do you mean clean, clean the, coops? the coop? Yes, you have to clean the poop. Oh my god. Eventually okay. no, it fills up to a line. You have to clean it. News flash. <laughs> clean the coop. Oh man. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So so Jason, so we need to talk with Neil. Yes. Neil is my youngest nephew, and I love Neil because he's not scared of anything. No licking of chickens. <gasps> yeah. right? Don't laugh. No sharing your lollipop with the chicken. <laughs> Neil is Neil is great, but he doesn't uh, he doesn't care. So constant low level exposure, although with Neil, it's constant high level exposure. High level. <laughs> yeah, some kids, it's okay. Now, you know, that's okay to have a little exposure. It's just the, the whopping dose that we don't, we don't want. Yes, no, and, and I did. And of course we know that, but it is super yeah. cute. And I, and I cannot, I can only imagine someone who doesn't have peristology class and, yeah, and, yes. and all these things beat into your brain that they probably don't yeah. understand that it is, while it is great, it can be very, very bad situation, especially for young for young kids, but I'm taking notes and, and we just started getting eggs. So don't probably don't lick the eggs is probably one. Don't too, right? lick the eggs. Uh -huh. Yeah. So eggs just don't are, lick eggs anything. Are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't lick fill in the blank. Right. That's yeah. your shirt motto. Ridiculous. <laughs> that would be, that would be excellent. Excellent. So, okay. So, so if I'm going to get a chicken or two or three or 10, right. So I'm going to, I'm going to feed them correctly. I'm going to not try to create my own diet. I'm just going to, yeah. you know, go with the commercially available stuff. So, yeah. I'm going to make sure that I don't let predators eat them. Right. Right. Like dogs and raccoons and hawks. Hogs. Black yes. snakes. Black snakes love to come and get the eggs. They do. They do. Black snakes. Not brown snakes, but just black mm -hmm. snakes. They're just common. Common things yeah. are common. They yeah. are. They there are. You go. I, I think a lot of different snakes will eat them, but you're right. The the black racer snakes will definitely eat the they eat the tar out of some chicken eggs. Yes. And I'm going to get my dedicated footwear. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm not gonna sleep with the chickens. I mean, that to me is that there's another movement of the person that wants the chicken as a pet. And, yes. and you do have those people. You have people in large cities, Manhattan, they have chickens and diapers, the chickens in their apartment. Oh. Um, oh. It, that That is a, another. Are you, wait movement. a minute. Did you say chickens and diapers? They diapers. They have chicken diapers. Yes. Google. Right. Next time you have free time. Yeah, this is spoken by available. In fancy patterns on Etsy. Oh my gosh! Let's Google that next time. Oh yeah. my gosh! It's spoken oh with someone God. who doesn't live in a big city with people with chickens. All you gotta do right. is go to the local co-op, and they're there because people buy them and use them. Although I oh can't. Oh my gosh! I wasn't okay. thinking about an apartment in Manhattan. That would be interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Newshounds at the mention of commercially produced and made available chicken diapers. We're going to take us a short break so I can recover from that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will be back in just a few minutes to continue our conversation. So hang in there with us. We'll see you on the other side of this break. Hey, vet students. Did you know that you can get essential insurance coverages, including disability, term life, 
plus rabies prophylaxis benefits in one convenient package? With AVMA Trust, you can, and for less than 75 cents a day. AVMA Trust offers support when you need it. For details on the coverages, underwritten by New York Life, check out avmalife.org and begin protecting your future today. That candy makes your life easier with scientific news, clinical updates, and expert lifestyle tips. Sign up for free at MyFatCandy.com and start making your life sweeter. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. hope you've recovered from the image of chicken diapers i have uh, <laughs> so so uh, all right so so i'm gonna feed them right i'm gonna protect them from harm yeah. i'm gonna be careful and wash my hands and use dedicated footwear yes. but is there any sort of basic preventive med program yes. that you would recommend for first-time chicken owners or even long-time chicken owners who maybe aren't are looking to up yes. their game and care Yeah. So we have a couple of key preventive things we would like most chicken owners to understand. Mm -hmm. One is it's really best to try to buy your birds from a commercial hatchery that can vaccinate them for a disease called Merrick's disease. Mm. We can't really vaccinate for that past about the third day of age because once they get into the environment, they're exposed to that virus. So we have to vaccinate them early. So it's best to get them from a commercial hatchery that they come vaccinated for that. Merrick's disease is probably the number one disease we'll see. It's a tumor-causing virus, so we really can't do anything about it Mm. once the birds have it. The vaccine reduces the clinical signs, meaning they don't, Mm -hmm. the tumors don't form. So then you have a longer living chicken. Um, So best to buy them from commercial hatchery. If you do, like say you have three chickens and you want to go to what we call a swap meet or a flea market or auction or a co-op somewhere and you want to buy some chicks, that's fine. But we recommend that you do what's called quarantine them. So put them off by themselves and a dog. People use a dog carrier, separate crate, something like that to quarantine them because going to those swap meets and auctions and trades and all those things, everybody swaps diseases especially a couple of bacterial diseases that we know transmit from bird to bird pretty easily called infectious coryza, the mycoplasmas and things mm-hmm. like that. And they're very common in backyard birds. So we want to make sure that you quarantine them so you can notice signs of disease. And then if they need to be treated, have a great relationship with your local veterinarian. Because- Assuming Assuming your local veterinarian will see your chicken. Will see your chicken. So you have to hunt a little bit for someone who will do it. My best recommendation is to find a practice that will look at exotics because they will know how to deal with pet birds and it's very easy to extrapolate them over into chickens. Most of the exotics formularies have chicken information in it now, like the new additions have backyard chickens added because Mm -hmm. with the changes in the FDA regulations, in 2017, before that, chicken growers could just go to a feed store and buy certain right. antibiotics. And with that change, you now have to get them from a licensed veterinarian. Okay. So have yeah. a relationship with a veterinarian. Okay. So th- that's actually really good information. So those of you out there who have urban or farm chickens, yeah. definitely make sure you have a veterinarian who who is at least willing to go find the answer if they don't know it right off, right off the top of their head. And uh, I will tell you that 
Karen comes by her accent, honestly, because as she mentioned, she, she's from North Carolina, but now she lives in Georgia and, and she can be found at the University of Georgia teaching poultry medicine. And so, so there is a resource available for our veterinarians who are listening. So there's something else that I think is um, incredibly interesting about Dr. Grogan. Well, wait a minute. Let me, let me pause for a minute. Jason, did you have any other questions about a rooster versus a hen? No, I, I found all that out. And, and, okay. And stop trying to embarrass me. No. We're good with stop that. Trying to embarrass me. It's actually very hard in New York. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it okay. It, if, it you're not, if you're not, if you're not, last name isn't Hotter John I, you're, right. you're screwed. If you're not, right? so, so we call that, we call that vent sexing. And you right. do have to have a trained eye to do it. And you like have to basically compare two together to be yeah. like, oh, this is male, this is female. It yes, is, I got it I, hard, Jason. We got our chicks from a non-commercial place called yes. the school. As the kids school. watched the attach in the incubator, we thought that was great. And we said, sure, okay. that one looks like a girl and that one looks like a boy. Let's get a couple of these. So, anyways, but I, I you know, we had chickens growing up, but still, I, I was, I was like not part of it, but thought they were cool. And uh, yeah, it's it's quite hard. Yes, I have one more question though before we move on. Okay. This is a big question. I gotta take a deep breath here. Okay, so I have these eggs. Is is it okay? You can't see it, but Karen is bracing herself for Jason's question. We finally had eggs. Can I eat these eggs with you know if if I cook them right? Are they normal? Is it safe? And I ask a little bit in jest, right? But but really, because I have other friends who are doing this and they have the same questions. Yes. Okay. So your backyard eggs are safe to eat. Yes. Oh, sorry. That out loud. My recommendation is is two things. Like try to minimize how much you handle the egg. So the hen has this natural protective layer that goes on the outside of the egg called the cuticle. And you don't want to do anything to mess that up because that cuticle blocks out the bacteria. Okay. So don't handle it too much. I do recommend that you wash the outside of it right before you crack it. Okay. Okay. And the other thing is, is they are safe at room temperature. The United States is the only place where we put eggs in refrigeration. So everywhere else in the world, they're sold at room temperature. So you can keep them on the counter or you can refrigerate them. Either one is fine. Did I mention, uh, what, did we talk about Neil? Whatever makes you comfortable. I can't keep them on the counter because I because we talked about Neil. Neil. That's not Neil. happening. Oh, yeah, so fine. <laughs> Put them in a container, stick them in the fridge. I will warn you, fresh eggs, if you make hard-boiled eggs, fresh eggs are harder to peel. So just know that up front. Like you will not get a pretty hard-boiled egg because all those membranes take time to kind of uh, settle so that you could get a good hard boiled eggs. So a lot of people get disappointed in that. They're like, oh, I got fresh eggs and I want to hard boil them. I was like, yeah, they don't feel real good, do they? Yeah. And they're like, not the same as not, not, not like, from the store. They're I've different been around eggs a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Excellent. I have one more thing on egg freshness. Okay, so okay. they're fresh for probably like 60 days. So all Whoa. these eggs, yeah, maybe not quite 60. So like when you get, a, say you get a carton at uh, the grocery store, that date that's on there is mandated by FDA. And we, you know, science says that that egg is actually pretty good for about another 30 days after that day. So, so, oh so what God. you're saying is that the FDA date on the egg carton, it's kind of like the pirate code. Yeah. It's more like guideline, kind of like a rule. Yeah. So that's not a, that's not a hard and like, you know, at least for me. And yeah. uh, it's not a hard and fast rule. Like you got some days after that, as long as you've kept them refrigerated, yeah. um, you haven't temperature abused them, you kept them refrigerated. And if you eat over easy egg, which I enjoy myself, you are taking that risk of, you know, of not a fully cooked egg. So that's right. any egg. 
yeah. commercial or your backyard eggs, you're taking on that risk. Just like if you eat sushi or, you know, or rare meat, rare meat, you're mm-hmm. taking on that risk. But That's I right. do enjoy it, you know. Yeah, or if you see a rain puddle and you just decide to drink that water instead, it's just a risk. Neil. Yeah, risk. Neil. So. Neil. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, I know we're probably, we're, listen, I'm going to take over here. I know we're almost out of time, but I need a story. I need a story about my sister and you. I need a story that everybody can share and laugh and, and let's not all make fun of Jason. Let's talk about Jen. I need a story. All right, you got, I gave you a few seconds. Ready? Go. Tell us a story. I got to think about a story. Nah. <laughs> don't, don't. I think I have one. I think I have a you subject have matter. Here. I think. Yeah, I, I'm well, not. I'm not sure if you know about mashed potatoes mashed or something potatoes. like that. No, you may not tell the mashed potatoes story. No. no that, see, that's, that's my happening. kind of story. No, pick another one. Pick another one. Any uh, other story will be totally fine. You know, like about when we met. When we or met. Or we could tell a funny story about Dr. Kratt. <laughs> Oh, yes, our new AVMA president-elect. You know, I was counting this up the other day. We're Our class is kind of a group of, you know, can I say badasses? Yes, of, you can. awesome. You, you can say, although we at In Other News are taking full credit for his uh, election. <laughs> because he was on your podcast. Yes. Okay. One on, I, I mean, I'm not saying cause and effect, but he went on and yeah. he won. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm, not I mean, the rest of us that called and campaigned with our states or well, that our organizations. That helps a little bit. Yep. Yes, it, yeah. I'm, I, yeah. you said it, not me. I'm I did. Just, okay, that is the so power crazy. of the podcast. Yes. So our class had an AVMA vice president, an AVMA yep. president elect, a congressional fellow who's actually on this podcast, Dr. Yep. Jennifer Chatfield. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, and, a dean. Yeah. A dean. a dean. We have a dean. The youngest dean of any college of veterinary medicine came out of that's our right. class of future leaders. That's right. Yes. Yeah. No. And so that's why I say like um, news hounds, if you're looking for a good time and interesting way to spend a year working on a project with some folks, oh. the future leaders program within the AVMA um, is one to look at. You can find it on the AVMA website, but yeah. So today's topic was suggested to us by one of our news hounds, Karen. And uh, so there's been something else that was suggested to us that Jason and I might pursue as podcast hosts, and maybe you are familiar with it because you are a foodie, right? Everyone, Dr. Karen Grogan, she's a real legit foodie and uh, it's called a mukbang or a mukbang. It's a, I know it's it's, to me. Yeah. So apparently it's a YouTube thing where you video yourself eating food and you like describe what you're tasting. It's like a something kind of off your usual, like off, not right. on your usual menu. Yes. And so we're going to ask for you to maybe suggest something to us, but then we're going to eat. Yeah. Like, but I'm going to give you a moment oh. to think while I describe for our news hounds. So we're going to do another vet candy podcast challenge to our uh, listeners out there. If you want to suggest something that Dr. Jason and I can sample on our mukbang, mukbang, you can write us at jen at myvetcandy.com and uh, make the Wait, suggestion. And if Yeah, you can also put it to my email, jason oh, at myvetcandy.com. That's right. My you email. can email Jason, it's too. the most important one. Yeah, it's totally fine. And if we uh, read your email on a subsequent podcast, we will send you some swag. And 
the swag for this suggestion is going to be very appropriate, as our yoga mat was for our Canine Fit Club podcast episode. This one, if you make a suggestion for our mukbang, is going to be a Betsy Johnson cat-themed lunchbox. So oh, that's fantastic. I didn't know we even had that. And again, am I out of the running for this? You're out of the loop. You cannot suggest, Jason. Family members don't count because I'm not that's okay. I have friends. Yes. Don't worry about it. No. Okay, so Dr. Grogan, yes, as ma'am. a foodie, what would be your suggestion? I think it's called Balot. I think it's a fermented duck egg. No. Oh, Next. <laughs> I have full veto power on this. Remember, there's video involved. It's called Balot. Have you, have you tried it, Karen? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's... I needed to be part of the requirements. Next time I'm making the rules, Dr. Jen doesn't know what she's doing. But if you want to know the actual rules, if you want to read the further the rules about who can participate in our um, Vet Candy podcast challenges, please visit myvetcandy.com backslash rules um, and you'll find them all there. But okay, so. so Yeah, Balut, B-A-L-U-T. It's a Vietnamese and Philippines. It's commonly sold as a street food in the Philippines. Yeah. Great. I was, I'm pretty sure we moved on from this one. That's, I mean, I, I was pretty clear on, on that. <laughs> You're not going to find that at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, oh, look at that. Hey, okay, total sideline, Chick-fil-A. You know, they're always really good at coming up with yeah. new stuff. The mac and cheese is awesome. One of my kids is a mac and cheese addict. Yeah. My younger one, Emily, she approves. Really? Sam, uh, Sam Emily approved, approved mac and cheese at Chick-fil-A. That's fantastic. Mac and cheese. Interesting. So I actually, on, our, on our chicken podcast. I know. Well, I actually saw a mukbang of somebody eating the Chick-fil-A mac and cheese. There you go. Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I think the bigger question is what, what are you doing watching all these YouTube videos of people eating? I don't, I mean, there's better things to Look, do. Man, in life I don't know what you're doing in the basement there, but at the farm, sometimes the cable goes out. Okay. Understood. Um, Understood. We live, so, we live in a big city. We don't even have those issues. That's right. So, Karen, what if you were going to recommend to uh, our news hounds, like what breed of chicken? Number one, I want to know what is your favorite? And then number two, what would you recommend for like starters? Right. If people are starting out in chickens, not chick starters, right. but starting out as chickens. Right? So we have a couple of like um, what we call all purpose breeds, which means okay. they have they're good layers like they Mm -hmm. produce good eggs and then if they stop laying or something happens and you want to use them as a meat breed they have enough meat um if you want to throw it (laughs) (laughs) that's what our ancestors did oh my god they're multi-purpose breeds so things like if you want to eat your pet chicken here here's a good one Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Rhode Island Red, New Hampshire, Bard Rocks, Lion Dog. And then you have like the fancier breeds, like your silky chicken that you used to sleep with. Silkies. So they're a little more unusual breeds. So silkies have feathers down their shanks um, and kind of the crazy heads. Um, Polish breeds have those too. Fancy. Fancy. Feathers feathers down their shanks means fuzzy feet and fuzzy fuzzy legs. Yes. They're very fancy. My personal breed favorite is called the Buff Orpington. And they're like this pretty, like, honey kind of colored. Yes, like it's like a, a cochin. Yes. Um, they're that honey color, too. They can be. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. They're my okay. Favorite. 
as far as a you know a backyard breed. Yeah. You want to yeah. know my favorite breed of chicken What's is? <laughs> a female. <laughs> Dr. Chad. I don't even know why we have to have roosters. They you just they, they wake up too have, early. Unless you want baby chicks. That's right. That's right. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation about the backyard chickens. We so much appreciate your tips for wow. folks. And, you know, I think uh, I think we might like to have you back and go on talking about chickens. One extra thing for the veterinarians that might be listening. If you are faced with, I just remembered, if you are faced with like a case that walks in the door and you don't know what to do, AVMA actually has a couple of great pages on backyard chicken medicine on the AVMA website that was developed by several of my colleagues. And I reviewed the material from our poultry vet group. So you have some resources out there. I seriously thought you were just going to give us your cell phone number to call you. No, for uh-huh. I, get en- I get enough calls <laughs> they, that come from uh, UGA. I, I, thought that was very big. I, I thought that yeah. was very big of you. I was proud of you. The momenarian <laughs> yeah. does not give out her cell phone. The momenarian oh, yeah, gets enough through work. Like they read yeah. Poultry Diagnostic and Research Center. Oh, these people know about chickens. I'm going to call them. Yeah. I get plenty of calls. It's not bad. And or you can just put up a bat signal that uh, has the shape of the chicken. Yeah. 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 And the mominarian will give you a ring back. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. So, so really, uh, and as we advise all our colleagues, as I know that Karen and Jason and I do routinely, is we phone a friend. So reach out to a colleague and ask them a question because, uh, you know, if they're anything like like the three of us, if they don't know the answer, they'll know a guy. Uh, yeah. Yes, you gotta, yes yeah. they will. No, but I know a guy. It's 100%. Yeah, yeah. We, we know guys who know guys, right? Yeah. So, so anyway, so it's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Francis, for your incredible suggestion of poultry medicine. We loved it. We hope, Francis, we hope you love this podcast and everyone else out there. And remember... Um, If you want to make a suggestion for a food item for Dr. Jason and me to sample on a mukbang video, please write to us at jen at myvetcandy.com or jason at myvetcandy.com. And uh, if we read your email on a subsequent podcast, we will send you some swag. In addition to that, if uh, you just want to sound off on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So write in. You just want to sound off as well. As always, if you have a suggestion for a topic, we want to hear it. And uh, we will, I guess, catch you guys next time on Vet Candies in Other News. Signing off from the farm, I'm Dr. Jennifer. Signing off from the basement, I'm Dr. Jason. And we'll see you next time on In Other News. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.